Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Harris here. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm very excited about today's chat because we're going to be going over five specific lessons regarding motivation that were inspired by a very good friend of mine. That friend is my jujitsu instructor, Alessandro. Alessandro is a six degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu that whether you know jiu-jitsu or not, of course, that sounds impressive, but it is beyond impressive as jiu-jitsu is one of the most rigorous and intense and challenging of all the martial arts, especially as far as moving up in rank. He's been you know, devoted to that for 35 plus years and is honestly, I would say, the best teacher that I've ever had in my life. Not just for jiu-jitsu because I'm relatively new. I've only been training seven months, but in any area that I've studied or practiced, the most patient, you know, descriptive, um, just, you know, all around teacher. So take these lessons seriously because they work for a world champion like him. They work for anybody and they work for me and my clients. So these lessons are going to relate to you, to what we normally talk about on this podcast and what we normally talk about if, you know, you and I chat one-on-one, which is incorporating strength training, incorporating strong habits into our day, day after day, right? For stronger lives. So, we're going to break it down. I'm going to give you the five lessons. It's going to be four lessons from Alessandro that I'll be you know, paraphrasing and giving my own spin on, and then a bonus fifth lesson that comes more from myself. Uh, afterward, make sure you stick around to the end of the episode because I'll give you, as always, a little bit of insight into how I can help you more than just with this podcast. And that's it. All right. So uh, very quick extra context. Today, I was at jiu-jitsu, just finished up class, I had a conversation with Alessandro. We were talking about you know, my own game, my own jiu-jitsu game, and then some other things regarding other students. And then you know, he, knowing that I am a coach, started to give me some you know, of his insights and expertise on you know, just making change happen for people and helping people towards their desired change, whether it's with jiu-jitsu or the strength coaching that I do. And that's what I'm going to share. So without further ado, let's get to it. Lesson number one, my job as a coach, you know, Alessandra's job as a teacher and a coach, anybody's job that you are paying or looking for, for mentorship or for help is not to give you information. Their job is to help facilitate change, right? Even a teacher, a teacher of any kind. Their job, you know, part of the job description might be to teach information and help you retain that information, but we are no good if our information doesn't lead to actual outcomes, actual change, actual, you know, progress in our lives. So this lesson, right, let's take it from, you know, what what I normally teach. I you know, I teach, I explain the finer details of strength and conditioning. I explain even more so the the details of, you know, mental focus and basic psychology around fitness and creating habits, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't do this. I don't make these episodes. I don't, you know, write on my website. I certainly don't only teach my one-on-one clients information so they can, you know, have an IQ boost or so they can do better on an exam or so that they can, you know, write out more and more things that they remember from my teachings. No, I do it to facilitate change, to help you believe in yourself more 
so you can take the actions needed to become the person that you want to be, right? That's the only reason education is inexistent. It's so people can make change for themselves, for organizations, for their family, for others. So, you know, our lives and the, the lives around us can get better. So remember that when you are looking for a mentor, when you're looking for a coach, when you're reading, when you're trying to find solutions, you should not be just looking for answers on paper. You need to put things in action. That's one one final note on this lesson. That's why the lessons that I share and you know all the ways that I share them more than you know not are very repetitive as far as their their general nature. It's not because there aren't enough lessons out there. I don't have enough to share. It's because the basic concepts are what make the biggest changes. I'm not sharing the same thing over and over and over just because I'm running out of things to say. It's because I'm going to keep saying them until more and more people actually act on them. Okay, Having 10,000 people listening to my show, which is not the number right now, it's probably 10, maybe, because you know it's new. Uh, by the way, if you like the show, please share it with one friend. Even better, share with 20. That would be phenomenal. My goal is not just to get ears or eyes. My goal is to get you know change in, in the world and in other people's worlds from that information. So lesson number one. Okay, lesson number two. Motivation can be dangerous, right? That's paraphrased but taken right from Alessandro himself, and I could not agree more. Motivation, right? Meaning in this definition, that, you know, very, very excited feeling, not just in not just a healthy excitement, but like a, a high, so to speak, of like, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do this. Every part of me wants to do something that's challenging. That can be dangerous. And, you know, I'm the first to say that I want you to be as excited as possible, as often as possible, as amped up as possible as often as possible to do the things that you want to do. So don't, you know, don't think I'm saying you shouldn't feel that. You shouldn't want that. No, that is what you want as often as you can have it. But a big but, it's not going to be there that often or all of the time, right? And again, a, a quick aside, there's a difference between, you know, a healthy excitement that's kind of like deep within, a quiet excitement that you have because you know you want to do the work to get better versus full-on motivation. So the the real deep excitement should be there, you know, most of the time if you care about what you're doing. So that should be there a lot. Or you should be able to cultivate it at at will. But the motivation, right, the the, the full-on wanting to do the hard things all the time will not be there a lot of the time. Okay, and that's why motivation could be dangerous because when we keyword rely on motivation, right? Meaning we don't just want it or enjoy it, but we say once I feel this motivation, I will do X. Right? Let me wait an hour. Let me wait until next Monday. Let me wait until, you know, whenever the spirit moves me that I feel this this mythical thing growing inside of me, right? Where I'm excited and motivated and it's there, then I'll I'll do the the workout or then I'll go do this thing. That is so dangerous because those times are not going to happen all the time. And even if they do for a while, it's inevitable that they're going to fall off. And when they fall off, when those moments of motivation fall off, you fall off. Right? And when you fall off over and over and over, 
you don't go anywhere or you go backwards. And then you look back on your week, your month, your life, and you're full of regret because you did not actually get the things done that you know you needed to do to become a better person, to enjoy your life more, to make others enjoy their lives more, all right? So motivation can be dangerous. Use it wisely. Lesson number three, very relevant to lesson number two. Lesson number three, expect motivation only 10% of the time. And there's two key points to this lesson. One is the word expect, right? We are always going to have expectations around a lot of things. I can't, you know, tell you, I can't expect you to not have expectations. We, that's just, we're always going to have that. We're always, always going to have that. Sorry for any background noise, getting a call, shutting that off and we should be good. Throwing it on my bed, trying not to break something. Cool. Back to the show. We're always going to have expectations. With motivation, the problem is when our expectations of how often motivation is there, the problem is when that expectation is higher than what is reality. And if that was you know, all over the place, which it might have been because I got distracted with the phone, I apologize. What I mean to say is if you expect motivation to be there 100% of the time and it's really there 80% of the time, you're still going to be disappointed and you're going to have negative outcomes. What's in reality is maybe you only expected 50% of the time, right? But according to this lesson, it's really going to be there like, you know, 10% of the time. And that's obviously in no way a scientific number. That's just a, a guess. I mean, it could be way more, it could be le- way less. There's not even a real number to it because it's going to depend. But just expect it to be very low, right? Expect the amount of your days, the amount of your weeks that you feel super motivated to do all of the really hard stuff, right? The hard training, the hard everything to be low because then you're not going to rely on it and you're going to just do the thing regardless because you have an objective, you have a focus, you have a goal, you have a commitment to yourself, to the process. If you get more motivated more often, amazing, but your expectation is set at a, a realistic manner, right? So you're not going to be let down all the time and letting yourself down. So again, lesson number three, have proper expectations for how often motivation will be there. Lesson number four, right? Final from my friend Alessandro's chat today with me. Uh, This, I don't have a title for the lesson, but he just gave a few analogies and we'll kind of riff off of that. So what we were talking about, Alessandro and myself were, you know, how, well, what he was telling me was how a lot of times people will have a, you know, an objective. Let's say they're going to go to jujitsu or they're going to go to the gym and then they'll, they'll, you know, they'll discuss why they didn't do it. To, they'll tell him or they'll tell me, right, my clients maybe, or, you know, Alessandra's students. They'll say, oh, I was raining. I, I, you know, just, it was too rainy out to get to the gym. Or, oh, it's very, very, very cold today. I'll go tomorrow. Alessandra said, if it's raining, get an umbrella. If it's cold, too cold, get a jacket, right? And again, there's a lot of, you know, other context we can go into. I understand that sometimes whatever, whatever happens, but think about those two things, right? I'm not only talking about rain or cold, right? There's a million reasons that you might not do something, but what is the function of an umbrella? It's to block the rain. The function of a jacket, some jackets, right? 
is to, you know, repel the cold, keep you warm. Why would a very simple, minimal issue like rain or cold that has a clear solution be the cause for you missing your objective to yourself that you promised yourself that you want to improve upon yourself? Why would you let, if you care at all about yourself, if you care all about making progress, why would you let something like that get in the way? Okay. And again, I'm not saying I've never skipped workouts or missed things in my life. And maybe at some point in my life, I blame things like that wrongfully, but it wasn't the right thing to do. Right. And I'm not, you know, expecting that you never miss something in your entire life. But if you set something in place as a priority and you actually care about yourself, which sounds like it should go without saying, but you'd be surprised how many people talk as if they really care about themselves and their health and their progress, but they don't because their actions, their schedule, their spending habits, whatever, do not reflect them caring about themselves. Um, you would, you know, sorry, I'm going off on a, a thought pattern here. You would be surprised, right? A lot of people don't seem to care about themselves the way that they say. And if you really do, you're not going to let these little things be the excuses as to why you can't put in the work, okay? So that's lesson number four is don't make those excuses. And I know you hear that in every which way. Don't make excuses. Make less excuse. Make less excuses. It's because it's true. And as I said earlier in one of the earlier lessons, right? Number lesson number one is my job isn't to just teach you new fancy information all day long. It's to beat the same principles over and over and over into your head if you need them until they make a difference. And I'm gonna keep for, you know, the next 80 years of my life talking about minimizing excuses because I know there's always going to be somebody that needs it. And that needs to take action from it. So that's lesson four. The first four come from Alessandro. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, bonus lesson number five that I'll share that comes more from my own thinking. And again, all of those clearly I relate to because I'm you know speaking with some passion on them. But this one uh, was not spoken about in my conversation with Alessandro today. But it's something that I think is very relevant. And that is this. You listening would never never, ever, hopefully, let other people in your life down as often as you let yourself down. And of course, I'm making an assumption saying that you let yourself down a lot. And I don't, you know, I don't mean that to assume that because maybe you're listening and you don't let yourself down. Maybe you, maybe you make realistic commitments and maybe you're very consistent and there's other things that you get out of this podcast or you're just listening. That's, that's great. But again, most of the people also because I'm talking to myself, you know, because I struggle with this like anybody, most of the people, even if they don't let themselves down a whole bunch, I'm willing to bet they let other people down even less, right? They put other people above themselves. And I think that is backwards. Again, I am not saying to start letting other people down or to not care about other people. That is far from what I believe. What I am saying is if you have to pick who is more of a priority to stick your commitments to, right, yourself or to anybody else, it needs to be yourself first. Because like any leader, which you should be, if you're not a leader, you know, in the traditional sense, a leader of a group or whatever, you're the leader of your own life. It's true. You're the leader of your family, 
or you can be, or you can be more of one. You're the leader of, you know, anybody that you're around, you have that option. So any good leader, right, has to lead by example. You've heard it a million times, right? I don't want anybody ever teaching me, telling me what to do if they don't try to lead by example. That doesn't mean that they have to, you know, do everything that they teach all the time. No, I've definitely said things and not followed with them. It happens. But I very, very much try on a overall consistent basis to lead by example or to not, you know, say things. So if you're going to be committing to other people and committing to plans and making plans and sticking to plans for work, for other things that come up, for chaos, right? If you're going to be reactive to things that pop up in your day, you better be committed to yourself. And if you plan something for yourself, if you plan an objective, stick to it, okay? I get a lot of, you know, a lot of people who tell me, ah, I missed, I missed this workout. I missed a whole week of workouts because work was crazy. So what? I'm not denying that work wasn't crazy, whatever that means, but you were able to put in 15 hours a day on this one person's focus, right? Or even your focus, right, for work. Why can't you spend 15 minutes on yourself, on your actual body that you live in? Why, right? 15 hours, 15 minutes, it's absurd, the difference is massive, right? If you can spend 15 hours doing anything, you have 15 more minutes for yourself. You have 15 seconds. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? 15 seconds of a quick like jump squat set, something to burst some energy. That's that's absolutely possible. 10 minutes, everybody should have 10 minutes a day at the very minimum for themselves. Tony Robbins, amazing, amazing person. Look him up if you don't know him, but you should. You probably do. Famously says, if you don't have 10 minutes a day, you don't have a life. This guy is busier and more successful than anybody I've probably ever looked into. And he said that. So you have the time. Nothing gets in the way of that. I believe that is it, right? Make a commitment to your process. So let's do a quick recap very quickly, very quickly. This is going on for a while of lessons one through five, and then I'll give you some final information. All right, lesson number one, my job, any mentor, any coach's job, any information's job is not to just get in your head, not to just teach you information for the sake of it. The job is to make transformation happen or to facilitate it. And remember, that's my job to do my best there, but it's not my job to actually make the change happen. It's your job, right? You have to put in the work. You have to actually do the things. Nobody will ever care enough or care more about you than you. Right? I care about you a whole lot. You have to care more because it's you. Number two, motivation can be dangerous. Be aware of that. Lesson number three, expect motivation, let's say 10% of the time, right? Rough number, but very little. Have the realistic expectations there. Don't rely on it. Lesson number four, Remember, this lesson is the one without a title, but it's basically to not make the most ridiculous of excuses. As Alessandro, who I've been talking about this whole time, mentioned to me, right? If it's raining, you have a an umbrella available. If you have a if you're cold, you have a jacket available. I'm not saying that you will always need to do every single thing every single day perfectly. There's gonna be things that come up, but it's foolish to out loud speak or even to think these types of excuses again, because they're going to not only get in the way of you actually getting to where you want to go, but every time you make an excuse that you deep down know 
is just you know ridiculous, honestly, it's going to make you believe in your ability to execute things less and less, right? If you always say, oh, I was too cold, I couldn't go for a walk and get my steps in, you're going to start to feel like a lesser and lesser of a person because you know really strong people don't do that. They, if they want to walk, it, very little is going to get in the way. So don't make those excuses out loud because they're not helping you and because they're going to make you start to think worse about yourself, right? Stick with the facts. Understand that you can do the thing if you commit to it and do it, right? That's lesson four from Alessandro, the first four. Bonus number five was you should never commit to other people more than you commit to yourself, right? A lot of times, we commit to other people, we stick to plans, we're punctual, we do all of these things. But when it comes to ourselves, our own, our own habits, our own you know, objectives, our own focus, we drop the ball time and time again, and we make excuses for that, right? So don't do that. Those are lessons number one through five. I hope they were helpful. I hope you enjoyed. As promised, a little bit of a, um, an overview of how I can help you more than just this podcast. If you enjoy listening, please subscribe, review, share, all of that stuff. That really actually makes a difference, especially because podcast is very new relatively. Also, if you go to my website, coachbyharris.com, you can sign up for two, hopefully, well, if you put them in action, very valuable things. One, email newsletter. I send you actionable lessons, just like on this podcast, from life, but also from my actual training clients, the people who are paying me to help them, just as we talked about earlier, believe in themselves and create change, right? I share those lessons, share those stories throughout the newsletter, throughout the website, throughout the blog. But if you don't want to have to worry about checking all these different places, sign up on my website and you will get everything right in your inbox. Very easy, very actionable. Number two is a free coaching session with me, 30 minutes, just as I do with clients you can make of that what you would like. If you take advantage of it, if you ask the right questions, if you you know take, if you really take awareness into the stuff that we talk about in that session, regard whether it's regards to your strength training or other habits in your life, and you put that into action like we've talked about today, you're going to get a whole lot out of it. All right, so you can sign up for all of that on my website, or if all with all else fails, you can email me. Harris at coachbyharris.com. Just let me know that you want to join, you know, either or, and we'll set it up. Thank you so much for listening today. Put everything into action. These five lessons can absolutely change your life just as any action, uh, actionable steps out there, but you have to put in the work first, right? Thanks, Thanks again. Talk soon.